0: This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen
1: and I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. My special guest today comes all the way from Kenya, that's in East Africa. Apostle Daphne Naila. Daphne, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Hansen.
1: Yes, I know that I first met you when I spoke for Bishop Keifa Omai. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And then I speak all the time for Bishop Arthur Kitanga. Archbishop Kitonga over the Redeemed. And once recently, I was there with him, praying for him, and uh, you came to the house. Yes. So, Bishop Arthur Kitonga of the Redeemed, powerful bishop. I think that you're ordained under his ministry. Is that correct?
2: He actually raised me all the way since I gave my life to Christ. He's the one that discipled me. He's the one that raised me and sent me to the ministry. So he's actually my spiritual authority in the ministry. He's my father in the ministry, and he's seen me grow all the way since I gave my life to Christ. And now that I'm a minister, having my own ministry, I'm still submitted to him. So I honor him so much. I honor the grace of God upon his life. He has really contributed a lot to who I am today.
1: Amen. He's been a personal friend of mine since the 1980s. And uh, we've been together many, many, many times. I've lived in Kenya. I have offices in Kenya. And so mm-hmm. Bishop Kitong and I go way back, and I've spoke for him probably 25, 30 times in his church.
2: Wow. Yeah, he talks a lot about you. <laughs> Actually, he kept on telling me about you, and it was just uh, very divine how we connected with you when you visited his house. But he has talked about you a lot.
1: That's Mm -hmm. wonderful. He's a wonderful man of God, and I deeply appreciate and respect him. I know he's done great things in Kenya, as well as speaking in other nations of the world. Mm -hmm. Now, Daphne, what is your primary, let's say, goal, purpose? What is God driving you? What is your ministry, and what are you doing in the United States?
2: Maybe for those who have still not been able to get my name, I'm Apostle Daphne Naylor. I'm a lead minister of a ministry called Kingdom Glory Ministries International. I registered in Kenya, but doing ministry across the nations. I'm an apostle by calling. The vision of my ministry is to raise kingdom-minded believers who walk in dominion to subdue their sphere of influence by the power and revelation of Christ. So I have an apostolic mandate to raise kingdom general believers or kingdom-minded believers believers who have a kingdom mindset you know matthew six thirty-three, the bible says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you so when god called me in the apostolic he gave me a mandate to raise leaders to raise believers and to impact lives not only in kenya but in the parts of the world. So I have been doing a lot of traveling ministry over the years. I've come in and out of the U.S. And this time, uh, particularly, uh, you know, the Lord just spoke to me that I needed to come here. We do a lot of conferences in different churches. I do a lot of training for leaders. I work a lot also with other ministers of the gospel, you know, to impact and to strengthen the churches across the board. So majorly, that's my calling. Uh, God has called me as a revivalist. I'm one of the pioneers of the prayer movements and revival to the nations and just stirring up the church, you know, and preparing the church towards the coming of Jesus Christ.
1: Well, that's wonderful. I know that the primary Mm -hmm. purpose of the church is to bring the glory of God to the nations. Mm -hmm. I know we're supposed to occupy, rule, reign, take dominion, exercise Mm -hmm. God's power, His authority through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And for the great Mm -hmm. extent, so many, even ministers Mm -hmm. around the world and in the nations, including the United States, have failed that mandate. And Mm -hmm. that's why nations are in trouble. Would you agree to Mm -hmm.
2: that? Yes, I do. You know, because for there to be glory, majorly you see that, you know, things really get, I think we need to appreciate this. From Genesis, there was darkness before God said, let there be light. And so we are living in a dark world. We are living when things are really tough and things are really getting dark. But I think that this is the best time for the glory of God to be revealed and for the light of God to be seen. Because it is written in the Bible, things will get dark, yes, I will get to such times. But I think this is the best time for the nations uh, to see the glory of God and for people to really encounter the power of the Holy Spirit.
1: Well... You put just a match, just you light up a match, a little bit of light into a dark room and immediately people Mm. can see. And so I think where there's so much deception and confusion, so much Mm. defilement, lies, kingdom-oriented men and women, the truth Mm -hmm. will set you free. We can be light in a dark, evil world and we can make a difference.
2: Amen. That's true. You know, Christ said in Matthew that we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And so God wants the believers to be so seasoned that when we go out there, uh, because most majorly believers, uh, they are out there in the marketplace and, you know, impacting lives and doing what they do, business and stuff like that. But we were meant to be influencers. So we must influence the world with the glory of God. We must influence, you know, the world with the word of God. So we have been called to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And the Bible says we are like a city that is set on a hill. So I feel everybody should be positioned in whatever places they are at to be able to impact and make the kingdom of God be experienced wherever they are.
1: Well, I totally agree. Everybody Mm -hmm. has a responsibility, no matter what job they have, what career, what profession, to bring change into their community, into their atmosphere, into their area of influence, because I will not be in other people's areas of influence to a great extent. And uh, Mm -hmm. we all must do our part to change Mm -hmm. a nation. Yes. You mentioned about the importance of Mm -hmm. kingdom mindedness, kingdom people. And Mm -hmm. I think that is critical. Why don't you expound a little bit on that?
2: Yes, yes, because when Christ came, Christ did not bring a denomination. He did not bring the Baptists and uh, the Pentecostals and all that. He basically came with the message of the kingdom. He said, like, the kingdom of God has come. So it was very clear from Christ. He brought a very clear message. And I think that cuts across the board uh, to the believers and to the churches. We need to embrace kingdom-mindedness, because when we are kingdom-minded, we'll begin to work together as the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ and everybody has their part. We have the head, we have the hands and the legs. But if you look at Ephesians 4, the Bible says that everybody has been given a gift according to the measure of the grace of Christ. God has distributed different gifts in the body. He has distributed different functionings in the body for the edification of the church, for the equipping of the saints. So I believe that it is important for us to embrace a kingdom mindset, whereby people you can we can like i am here in the u.s i am able to work with other believers i'm able to work with other servants of god towards fulfilling the great mandate because ultimately the greatest mandate is to bring souls to christ and so when we operate like that we will not be limited we will not have barriers we'll be able to make it easy for christ to be revealed in the nations You know, we will be able to operate in whatever capacities, whatever giftings that God has poured upon us towards the fulfillment of the Great Commission. So that is a a very great mandate in my life that God has put in me that we have to really help people to have this kingdom mindset. And the kingdom mindset is basically focusing on what Christ came to do. He came to reconcile the world back to him. And that's what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to point people to Christ. Kingdom mindset is about pointing people to Christ. And that should be our ultimate.
1: Well, I totally agree. We're supposed to point people toward Christ. And Christ always was about his father's business. And if people are actually in love with Christ, if they're pointed toward Christ, then we extend God's kingdom on earth. And that's yes. uh, his morality, his ethics, his beliefs, his values. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the only way to preserve any nation is mm-hmm. uh, righteousness exalts a nation. Mm-hmm. And where sin destroys the nation. The Bible is very clear. If the righteous rule, the people prosper. If evil men rule, the people suffer. They're persecuted. So the, mm-hmm. the importance of the church and ministers mm-hmm. of the gospel to be kingdom-minded and actually Extending the kingdom of God, because that is the only hope we have in any nation. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, you mentioned kingdom mindset, that -hmm. if we are kingdom minded, then we can work together. Yes. Because if that's the only way you will work together, if you value Mm -hmm. God's gifts, God's ministers. I mean, I recognize the gifts of ministry the gifts of ministry apostle prophet mm-hmm. evangelist teacher pastor is given by jesus mm-hmm. christ With the gifts mm-hmm. of the holy spirit again by the mm-hmm. holy spirit but if there is a gift of ministry by jesus mm-hmm. christ then mm-hmm. we need to recognize it and utilize it for the benefit of the kingdom wouldn't you say
2: yes that's very very true every gift that god gives or has given us is to fulfill his purpose. His purpose is to basically draw the world back to him. You see, he says that when Christ descended, he descended to the lower parts of the earth, but when he ascended, he gave gifts to men. And he says he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be teachers for the work of the ministry. So it was important for God to bestow these gifts among all of us and among us so that everybody can function in their area But then we work together as a body to bring the purposes of God. The first thing is to equip, like the apostolic purpose, like for one of my mandates is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry to stir up the gifts in the believers so that they become effective in reaching out to the lost world. So I believe that Christ intended the church to be one, to work together. So whether in Asia, whether in Europe, whether in Africa, whether in the U.S., we have a unifying factor. And of course, the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit came upon the church, it is the same Holy Spirit wherever you go. So the Spirit of God also is able to bring unity. You know, we have the unity of the Spirit. We are able to function and operate in the love of God and operate without, you know, barriers and without, you know, limitations. And then towards fulfilling the purposes of God. We are getting to the latter glory. And the Bible says the latter glory shall be greater than the former. So God is really looking at His glory filling the whole earth as the waters cover the seas. But then we must do this when we are together, when we are, you know, we we bring every gifting together and we can walk together as a body towards edification of the church and fulfilling the purposes of God.
1: Well, I believe that and it's so important. I know that, again, the gifts of ministry, every minister has an impartation and people need to take advantage and sit under the various Mm -hmm. impartations when they visit their churches. So Mm -hmm. we need to value the different gifts God sends our way. And Mm -hmm. uh, you have apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor, and then under those five major giftings, you have Mm -hmm. many that belong to them. And when different ones come, they have an impartation that they can Mm -hmm. seed into our life if we are wise enough to receive them. Amen? Amen. So, you have an impartation, and that's why, again, you're on this program right now. Now, mm-hmm. um, again, Kingdom Glory International, correct? Yes. Now, what people need to understand is we need not only to be working for the kingdom, you also mentioned that you are a, a revivalist, a revivalist. Yes. Uh, give me your definition of a revivalist.
2: Yes. To revive is to bring back something that had, you know, was once functional, once operational, but it's not functioning. So it it needs to be revived. And so, revival here, especially in our times, it might be just to rekindle the fire of prayer, the fire of evangelism, the fire of uh, service to God. uh, Because I believe in this world, in our world today, there's, people get busy doing what they do. And sometimes we abandon that place of prayer, that place of ministry. And we, we, we almost, uh, you know, are not uh, effective in fulfilling our purpose. So because of that, uh, there is a church in a, is it a Revelation chapter 2, the church of their faces that Christ was sending. He said to the angel of the church of Ephesus, he was telling them to, uh, to go back to their first love. It tells you that sometimes people can get a bit, uh, you know, the the fire, the first love, the first fire can die down and people are not uh, effective. They are not doing what they ought to do. And so we need to rekindle that fire, the fire of prayer, the fire of the word of God, and just the fire of seeing God operate and, uh, you know, in in the church and out there and the glory of God to be, you know, to be felt in every part of the world. So that's what I believe revival is. Revival definitely is us now becoming very actively, actively keeping the the altar burning every time. We can have altars everywhere, and those altars are burning, burning with the glory of God, burning with the fire of God.
1: Amen. Well, I totally agree. We need to, the saints, Mm -hmm. many saints need to be revived. Now, we mm-hmm. should be living in revival. We should spread revival. Everywhere I go, I bring revival. I'm revived. I'm on fire with God. I have a solid relationship that keeps increasing. The zeal of yeah. the Lord is not dying in me. It's growing brighter the older I get because my mm-hmm. relationship is strong. But many Amen. people, they, ha- they have started to uh, die out. And mm-hmm. uh, you use that word, we need to revive the fire, rekindle the fire, rekindle yeah. the flame. And, and that's so true. Now, Mm -hmm. also revival, repentance. If America is going to truly turn this thing around and not be destroyed, uh, we Mm -hmm. need repentance. The church needs to come together. We we can't continue in sins of abomination, alternate Mm -hmm. lifestyle, and expect Mm -hmm. God to bless us. No judgment will come instead. Yes. So revival is also repentance.
2: That's right. Actually, you're just confirming what the Lord was speaking to me this morning. Uh, when I just began to pray, and the Lord brought that very clearly. And I thank God that you've also mentioned it, that God really wants us to walk right with him. He wants the church to come back to a place of purity, a place of walking in righteousness, because where there is sin, the fire dies out, you know, where there is sin, the enemy, you know, dominates. So the place of total victory is a place where there is no sin, where people live righteous and we walk in the ways of God. So that is very true. We need the church to repent. And repent uh, basically means turning around. You are going this way. You go to the other side. So we need the church. The, the repentance basically is let us go back to the first love. Let us, let us go back to God with a pure heart and live right. Uh, that, that is very true, man of God.
1: Yeah, repentance, turn around. That, that's a good explanation. We need to turn mm-hmm. around. In other Mm -hmm. words, we need to return back to, like you said, our first love because we Mm -hmm. have become self-centered, selfishness. And uh, selfishness does not do the will of God. It does the will of man. Righteousness does the will of God. So we need Mm -hmm. to come right back to God and start to be kingdom men and women. Amen. 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 So that's, that's a real revivalist. We are igniting Mm -hmm. the church. We're turning them around. Where there is sin, they're repenting. They're becoming effective tools of Jesus Christ. Yes. I think to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, when Jesus ascended, he said, go tarry for my power, my dunamis-released energy, because you Mm -hmm. can't do my will in your own effort. I need to go through you living in you and so you can Mm -hmm. continue what i did on earth i think people need to understand the importance of the baptism of the holy spirit and moving with the gifts of the holy spirit
2: oh yeah quite true talk on that a
1: little bit explain it
2: yes yes it is so important that when christ was just about to leave he told the believers though he had stayed with the disciples for all these three years but he told them do not do ministry yet he says tarry ye in jerusalem because a few days after now you shall be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. We just celebrated Pentecost in Israel. In the in the calendar of the of the Jews, they just celebrated the Pentecost. And Pentecost is the time that they were filled in the Holy Ghost. So it tells you that Christ gave that a lot of significance uh, because you will struggle a lot without this power. You will not be effective. You would want to do a lot of things, but ministry be- becomes. A lot of work ministry becomes very challenging very difficult and even prayer and and the christian life the christian life is practically impossible without the power of the holy spirit and therefore jesus says i'm going to leave you but i will not leave you alone i will not leave you as orphans but i will send you the promise of the father the holy spirit and when he comes he's going to remind you of the truth so the holy spirit has a lot of purpose in the church He's. He says he will remind you. He will teach you of this truth. He will empower you. So the Holy Spirit empowers us to do ministry. He empowers us to do what we do. So it is just like operating a car without fuel; it cannot move. And so I believe the place of the Holy Spirit is is very important. When we, uh, g- we when we received Christ, we were in the Holy Ghost came upon us. The Holy Spirit was. You know, we, we receive the Holy Spirit in us so that he may live in us, empower us, teach us, correct us, rebuke us. Because the Holy Spirit also is the one that uh, will will convict us of sin. It says he convicts the world of sin, of righteousness and of judgment to come. So the Holy Spirit is, the work, is our working partner. We cannot do without the Holy Spirit. So it is very important Also, because I feel the church today, some of the churches and some of the believers, they don't really put a lot of importance on on giving the Holy Spirit chance to be who he is in our lives. So we really need to allow the Holy Spirit to do it.
1: Well, you're absolutely right. In fact, half of the churches under Mm -hmm. the Federal Council of Churches, uh, mainline churches, Nullify mm-hmm. the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. if you don't have God in you, working through you with His power and authority, so you can do mm-hmm. the works of the ministry, Jesus said mm-hmm. you can't do it in your own effort. And so no wonder we're dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. We're not united. We're dysfunctional. Half of the church is so totally mm-hmm. ineffective, powerless. Mm-hmm. That they don't have the power of God inside of them. Natalie. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true. That's very, very true.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Warning Radio. Program. I have Apostle Nafani Nela, mm-hmm. Kingdom Glory International, and mm-hmm. uh, I hope you've been enjoying her. She's from the nation of Kenya, that's in East Africa. Uh, closing comments for today.
2: Yes. Um, thank you, uh, Dr. Hansen, for this opportunity. Definitely speaking to the nation, speaking to many. Uh, people out there, I would just probably want to echo the same thing we have been talking about. Jesus says, seek ye fast the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto us. It is a call for everyone to live their purpose in whatever you do, ensure that you fulfill your purpose in God. At the end of the day, what will matter is what you have done for God. So in the marketplace, whatever you do, whether you are in the marketplace, whether you are full time in ministry or you are just in the house or whatever you do, it is very important for us to fulfill our purpose. And we cannot, number one, fulfill our purpose without understanding our callings and that area that God has called you. So you need to seek God and identify that place in the kingdom where God has called you to and then begin to grow in that area. Begin to identify and connect yourself to people that can help you grow. I believe Dr. Hansen and his ministry has impacted many across the nations. You can get in touch and just get to know how you can grow and how you can be effective in that area God has called you. And lastly, I would say we cannot do it as you've had without the power of the Holy Spirit. Allow God to move in your life. And how do you activate the power? Is through prayer, through the study of the word, through righteous living. So let us be in tune, let us be up to date with what God is doing by. Allowing the Holy Ghost to work in us, the Holy Spirit of God, to help us to fulfill the purposes of God. And, and I also, the one of the, uh, the the ultimate and one of the main purposes of God is for us to change lives. Look at opportunities where you can change life. I do ministry in Africa, and in Africa, you know, th- there is a lot of need there. There are people who are looking out for people to support. There are, you know, there are people who are doing a lot, ministers who are doing a lot of Projects out there. So, if you can connect with such people, you are saying, I don't know how I can be a blessing. You can talk to some of these ministers doing great work in Africa, doing great work in Indonesia, in India, in Pakistan, in pa- some of these uh, parts of the world. And I believe that together we can make an impact. We cannot all of us probably be preachers on the microphone, but I believe we can still partner and and fulfill the great uh, commission of God through everybody doing what the small part and the big part that God has called them to do. So I pray that God may empower you. May God help you even to fulfill your purpose. And tomorrow and another day that God, you will be valuable and effective in that area that God has called you. God bless you. Thank you so much.
1: Amen. And thank you for listening to the Warning Radio program. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program.